Hey there, welcome to Shift for Wellness, the podcast. I'm Jennifer, and this space has been created just for you as it promotes living with ease while facing challenges and trauma with courage and resilience. Today, I'm going to be talking about the importance of a morning routine and how establishing one will set you straight on your path to wellness and boost your ability to face each day with courage, confidence, and calm. In the last episode, I talked about how we can all begin to slowly emerge out of this pandemic because I'm concerned about you and I want to make sure you're all doing well. I encouraged you to listen to your body and your breath and to pay attention to your digestion and heart rate. And if anything is out of order, don't put off reaching out to a healthcare professional. Be honest when you speak with them. Don't leave anything out. Tell your story. Your narrative has everything to do with how your body is responding. You can listen to that episode wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can also check it out at shiftforwellness.com slash 49, and there you actually have a choice to read the blog post or listen to the podcast. So, morning routines. Let me begin by telling you that the inspiration for this podcast began with a request from my friend, Mike Kazala. In short, Mike is a best-selling author, acclaimed keynote speaker, and innovative professional developer in both educational and corporate settings. He's currently wrapping up the publication of another book titled The Peak Performing Teacher, Five Habits of Success, which will be out in February. A few months ago, Mike asked me to write a blurb for his book about my morning routine, so it's here that I share with you what I've shared with Mike. I'm excited to say that Mike is going to be a future guest on the show, and he'll talk more about his book and the five habits of success. Now, preparing for my morning routine begins the night before. Scheduling bedtime is paramount, and shutting devices off an hour before bedtime is a must. Powering down gives my brain the time it needs and deserves to settle down and prepare for a solid eight hours. The sleep routine begins when I walk in the door from school. And during the summer, I'm a pretty scheduled person, so the routine begins around 5, 5.30. Also, avoiding alcohol after school is another practice. Alcohol does not add to but interrupts my sleep, and I honor my sleep way too much to allow that to happen, especially if I'm tired. I've found that having a drink when I'm tired is the worst thing I can do. I sleep very restlessly and wake up every hour on the hour, and it's just not worth it. It's very clear to me that my body's speaking to me, so I listen, and I just avoid it at all costs. Full transparency here, this excludes teaching during COVID. (laughs) Okay, enough said. So I like to replace alcohol with sleepy time tea or anything herbal and calming. Everything I do from the moment I walk through that door is an intentional preparation for slipping into sleep as effortlessly as possible, which means I bathe in the evening as well. So all of my friends out there who are going through menopause or having difficulty sleeping at night... Taking these things into consideration is going to be an enormous help for you. A bath or a shower at night helps to symbolically wash away the day and calms the nervous system. Then it's three notations in my gratitude journal, 
Seven more said in my head as I get myself comfy under the covers and prepare for my beauty sleep, but not before I read a few pages of my book. All of these routines are in place because my morning routine is critical to the unfolding of my day. I wake to a natural alarm clock, which mimics a natural sunrise and gradually brightens to help me wake more naturally. It's then set to birds chirping or chimes about 15 minutes later because beginning my day with the sound of a jarring alarm is not an option. Automatically, the prayers begin as I run through my stretching sequence before my feet even hit the floor. The sequence isn't long and it moves my spine in all six ways activates my abs, and gets my blood pumping. Getting the bed made is the first order of business once my feet land, and then before the final pillow is set, I throw it on the floor and settle into morning meditation. Now, I've got no set type of meditation that I practice each morning. This time is very intuitive, and I go with whatever my body, mind, and spirit are asking for. I also don't have a set amount of time for meditation. It could be three, five, ten minutes or more. I just go with it, and however long it is, is however long it needs to be. I follow up morning meditation with a little tapping if necessary, too. So I don't tap every day, but if it's necessary, this is the time that I'll put it in. Caffeine is also not a part of my diet, so I begin each morning with a tall glass of warm lemon water. 15 minutes later, I drink another tall glass of warm water with an ashwagandha root extract. That's an adaptive herb that helps to calm the body, ease inflammation, and boost nutrition. And then 15 minutes after that, I eat a gluten-free, dairy-free breakfast, which changes seasonally. Currently, it's blueberry chia seed pudding with cinnamon honey, and ginger, and it is delicious. And yes, if you're a teacher and you're wondering, how does that sustain her until lunch? I promise you that it does. I have to say that choosing a gluten-free diet because of a sensitivity has made a huge transformation in lessening the inflammation in my body and eliminating brain fog. It really helps me to feel alive again. I cannot stress enough that if something is out of whack in your system, to please consider your diet, please consider what you're putting in your body, because that could really very simply be the root of any kind of dis-ease that you may be experiencing. Supplements are also very important. Um, They're a big part of my morning routine. I don't take a multivitamin. Instead, I've had my GP take blood work and then I've used those results to determine which supplements my body needs. And then finally, before I walk out the door, I lay down to do my seven-minute healing breathwork meditation and that is what seals the deal for the day. I have been offering monthly healing breathwork meditations via Zoom. They're scheduled the second Monday of every month and the registration form can be found on Linktree in my Instagram bio at Jen Caputo. It could also be found on the Shift for Wellness Facebook group page. There's always a registration form that is posted there. The world could literally fall apart around me as it has during COVID and I can withstand it. 
So please give this meditation a try. If you want to see what it's like, you can go to shiftforwellness.com services. The link is also in the blog post on the Shift for Wellness website. This breathwork meditation is an active breathwork meditation technique with a three-part breath done through an open mouth. It's very transformational and facilitates great release. On the website, you'll actually find a video tutorial there where I guide you through the meditation. Okay, so there's a few more things before I wrap up my routine. So it's important to note here that I use Sunday to prep for the week in terms of outfits, lunches, and dinners because it saves me tons of time in the morning. After I check the weather for the week, I choose five outfits that I think I'd like to wear and I iron them all if needed. I select the jewelry and shoes and hang them in a certain section of my closet so I don't have to think about what I'm wearing when I get up in the morning. This is also the perfect time for me to listen to my audiobook. I listen and I iron, I listen and I pick jewelry, I listen and I pick outfits, and it makes the experience really pleasurable. In the past, thinking about what to wear used to make me not want to even get out of bed. This is how I beat that mindset. I'm faced with five ready-to-go outfits in the morning rather than a closet full of clothes that need tending to before wearing out in public. Additionally, on a Sunday, I'll bag salad lunches in advance so they're all set to pop into my lunch bag each morning, or I'll make a warm dish on Sunday that I can separate into five glass containers to grab and go. All quick, all healthy. One final thing to add to the morning routine is my hot water for the day. I boil water to fill two thermoses that I'm sure to drink all day long. And bringing an actual glass from the cabinet adds to that experience. I don't enjoy drinking out of a thermos or a plastic bottle of water, nor do I want to contribute to the plastic dilemma. So these two thermoses give me the water intake I need for the day and keep me hydrated and healthy. Now, if you've been saying she's nuts, she's got nothing but time on her hands, <laughs> you'd be very mistaken. This routine is something that started small and increased over time. It wasn't easy for me at first, and sometimes it can still be challenging, but I don't even think about these things anymore. They're a natural part of my day. These things have been integrated into my daily habits. I can be out of the house in an hour with all of these things in place, but I prefer not to rush and I give myself an hour and a half. I could also be out of the house in 10 minutes, but I know I'll only suffer as a result. I've been there and it's not a happy place. This is a practice, a lifestyle, and it's what I choose to do each day in order to live my very best life and show up for myself in the best way I know how. So the question from Mike is, why do you do this? And I do it because it's imperative to be my absolute best each day for myself first and then for my family, friends, students, colleagues, parents, and administrators. I do this to quiet my mind to heal my body, and to nourish my soul. Mike wanted to know what results or benefit 
I got from my morning routine. And I get what I intended. I get a quiet mind, a healthy body, and a nourished soul. In turn, this brings others into my world who are also calm, also healthy, and also nourishing. It will bring in others who are in need of calm, who are in need of healing and in need of nourishment, which allows me the opportunity and the blessing to be able to work with them as their coach and healing facilitator, teaching them how to heal themselves. The energy that I create for myself each day directly transfers over to those that share my space and particularly my students. If I'm grounded, they're grounded. How long have I been doing this? I've been on this path since 2007, very purposefully and intentionally working it after a journey through cancer. So I ask you, what's your morning routine? Do you have one? Are you thinking about establishing one? Where will you start? I suggest you start with scheduling your bedtime. And scheduling your bedtime is a part of the shift work that I have for you this week. This week's shift work consists of three things. Number one, schedule your bedtime and shut your devices off an hour before you head to bed. Number two, make your lunch and lay out your clothes the night before. Number three, consider what you're conditioned to do when you first open your eyes and make it richer by reading a few pages in a book, writing in a journal, stretching, meditating, just being still and silent. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And it's my hope that you'll tune in with me next week. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss another episode. And I would love it if you would please rate and review the show while you're there. Remember, it's not about being perfect. It's about being easy with your practice. I wish for you all peace, ease, joy, and love. You deserve to be well.